everyone. Welcome to What the Finance. I'm Hannah, a millennial finance fanatic, lending specialist, and realtor that has spent the last eight years learning how to take control and create my own version of financial freedom. On this podcast, I want to use what I've learned along the way to help you reach your financial goals and build your dreams because as you know, finance is not a one-size-fits-all topic. I'm so happy you're here. Let's go. Welcome to season two of What the Finance Podcast. I am very excited to be back. It has been a good while since I posted things happening, life happening. Um, One thing that is new in my life is I actually just recently started another podcast called Confessions of an Entrepreneur. So if you are an entrepreneur or maybe you want to be or you know somebody, I would love for you to jump over and listen to that podcast. Essentially what it is is I interview other entrepreneurs, whether they're just starting out or if they've been an entrepreneur for a long time. And what we focus on is the struggles that we face as entrepreneurs. So it's not like the light and fluffy, like, oh, I made it. And here I am. I'm doing so great. It is the mistakes that we make and the nose that we hear, the crying in the floor, like the ugly stuff. And it's not meant to make you not want to chase your dreams and be an entrepreneur if that's something that you want to do or are doing and you're having a hard time it's not made it's not meant to make you want to give up it is so that way you know that you're not alone and that everybody makes mistakes so that is linked in the show notes if you want to listen into that podcast see if you like it or share it with a friend please go check it out i'd absolutely love to have you listen in and give me your feedback, share it as with any podcast. As a podcaster, we absolutely love like seeing you share that you listened to it, listen to the podcast, whether you share it in like your stories or on social, or even just message us and say, hey, I listened today. Absolutely. Like it lights us up. So if you, that's something that you'd be willing to do, another way that you can do it, if you don't want to like put on social media or message me, you could even just rate and review the show. That would mean so much because that will allow the podcast to reach other people so that way we can get the word out and we can help other people with their finances for with the finance and then also to reach other entrepreneurs for confessions of an entrepreneur so that's my little plug for the day i'd absolutely love if you could take the time to either just reach out or review the shows okay so what we were talking about today on what the finance we are touching base on the recession the r word that nobody really wants to talk about right now but it is happening unfortunately, and it will probably happen a couple more times in our lifetime. So we are going to talk about four steps that I am taking to try to uh, survive the recession, I guess I could say. I mean, we do what we can during these times. So four, four steps, two ways that I am saving money, and then two ways that I am trying to make money during this recession. Sounds weird, right? Okay, first ways that I'm saving money. For me personally, the recession has really hit our grocery bill hard. That is where my family is seeing it the worst. It is just me and my husband. Normally, we could pay like $150 for a month of groceries and we'd be totally fine. We'd always have some sort of food in the house. We'd always be able to make some sort of a meal and 150 bucks for the two of us. That was just what we needed. And a couple of months ago, I was out getting groceries, just getting our staples like I normally do. We don't really meal plan um, I would just get things and I'd be able to make a meal out of it. And 
that month I spent close to $400 in groceries. So that was kind of shocking to me. Like, okay, well, we need to do a little something different because we cannot survive and pay $400 a month of groceries. That's going to cut into a lot of other places that, quite frankly, I didn't want to have to cut into. So I did some research. And one way that I have been saving on my groceries is actually meal planning. I just said I didn't do it. Well, now we do do it. So what I do is I sit down and look at the coming week. I look at our calendar. If my husband's working late or if I have things planned, if it makes sense to make a meal, um, if we already have things happening, I lay out the week and I decide what nights I'm going to be making dinner. And I'll keep in mind when I make dinner, I usually make enough so that we have leftovers for like lunch the next day. Um, so that usually covers our lunches the next day, our leftovers. We just usually eat that. So I started the meal planning and I, and one of the main ways it really helps me save money is I try to use the same protein in multiple meals. So that way I can buy like chicken in bulk or beef in bulk. And that really helps us cut back the cost because if you can buy it a little bit more in bulk, it helps you save money in the long run. So it's usually one of the ways that I try, I help keep the costs cut that way. Um, And then, you know, somewhere in the middle of the week, we'll just have like a leftover night to clear out the fridge because usually that happens with it just being the two of us. And then, you know, if we're going out for dinner, I just don't plan a meal for that week, for that night. And that's been helping a lot. Now, when I have my list all put together of what meals that we're going to be having, then what I do is I pull up actually the online shopping, like Walmart grocery pickup, Aldi grocery pickup, and I will put in every single item that I, I would need to get. And I look at the total price and then that's the store that I'll get it from. So recently I um, cross-referenced Walmart and Aldi for our groceries that week. I had to go to the town that they were in anyway. So just two words with one stone, got my appointments done, got my groceries. And the Aldi, which if you don't have an Aldi, if you don't know what Aldi is, it's an amazing store. Absolutely love it. It's overall cheaper than most of the times going to other stores, but their quality is still very good. So highly recommend looking into it. But anyways, the Aldi store, my groceries from Aldi ended up being $30 cheaper than if I would have got it from Walmart. Now keep in mind, I'm not buying name brand stuff anymore. Normally I would be very picky and like buy like the Sargento cheese and only the name brand things. And I just, I don't do that anymore because that's not feasible. So I can't do that. Um, But either way, it ended up being $30 cheaper. So um, comparing the cost of the two stores instead of just going to the store and buying it. Now, I get that this takes a little bit more time and not everybody has that option, but if you definitely do, even if you can just do like a quick like plug-in with like the main things, like what is the the meat going to cost at each store or like what's the bread, the eggs and stuff like that because some stores will be running sales. So check out to see what's running sales. And if it doesn't take too much extra time out of your day and you, that does give you the opportunity to do it, I highly recommend cross-referencing costs. Um, so meal planning and then cross-referencing costs, um, one store versus the other. Now, Aldi's not always cheaper. I've have had it a week where actually Target was cheaper than going to Walmart or Aldi because they were having good sales on a lot of their produce. So that helped, made sense for me. Well, you know, the two ways that I am actually making money during this recession is I'm taking advantage of the low stock prices and the high interest rates. Now, when I say high interest rates, I mean deposit rates. I don't mean that I'm out there buying things at a high interest rate, <laughs> like on loan. I mean, I'm taking advantage of the deposit rates. Okay, so first, the stocks. 
Now, I don't know a lot about stocks. I'll just be blatant about that. I am still learning about it. I'm very new to investing. Um, But my husband and I, we actually put in a little bit of money each month into investments to buy stocks. And it all just gets spread apart. It's like an S&P 500 index, essentially. Um, My investment guy takes care of all of it. If you need an investment person, if you need to be in touch with somebody, I can definitely... um, get you resources for that. So if you have any questions on how to invest, how that works, reach out to me and I can help you link up with somebody who can help you out with that. And then the other way, the interest rates. So since inflation is really high right now, we're in a recession, the borrowing rates are up. So that means that the deposit rates are also up. So just for reference, a local bank where I'm at, they have a nine month CD at like 4.12%. In my lifetime, now I'm 28, in my lifetime, I don't think I've ever seen a CD that high. I also never really paid attention to it, so maybe it has been. For the older generations out there, don't come at me. I, I honestly don't remember. But I know like in the last few years, I've never seen a CD that high. It's always been at, like maybe 1%, 2%, but now they're like four, um, four and a quarter where I'm at. I've had somebody say that they saw like 5% somewhere too, so... If you have a good chunk of money just sitting in a savings, getting like 0.2% or getting like 0.2%, I highly recommend talking to your local bank or investor to see what their deposits for like CDs, um, investment accounts, what are their rates at. If your money is just sitting in an account, if you have a huge chunk of money sitting in an account, just sitting there and doing nothing and only earning and earning less than 1%, I highly recommend that you move that over to a high yield savings account and look into that because they don't have fees associated with them. Um, Some of them you can continuously put money into them as well. Not all of them allow you to do that, but some of them do. So I highly recommend that if you have money sitting around, do not let it just sit somewhere earning pretty much nothing. Like if you're not touching it, if you don't have plans to use it in the next six six months to a year, put it in a CD, put it in a high yield savings account and let it make money for you. Again, a quick rundown. Two ways that I am saving money is comparing my grocery list in multiple shopping centers as well as on meal planning. So that way I'm only buying the groceries that I absolutely need. And then the two ways that I am earning money during this recession is one, I am taking advantage of the low stock prices. So I'm putting more money in the stock market. So eventually when the stocks do come back up, because they will, this is not forever. The stock market will come back again. We will have a more evened out economy. Then that way I'll earn money when they go back up. And then the fourth is that if you have money just sitting in an account, a large sum, talk to a local banker, or if you have an investment firm that you work with, see about any, a high yield savings account. I hope that these four tips really helped you. Again, if you really liked your the show, please send it to a friend. Maybe this could be helpful for them. If you like this, please share it on social media, tag me, send me a message. It would mean so much to me. Please rate, review. I would absolutely appreciate it. I hope you have a great day and happy surviving the recession. Talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. If you vibed with this podcast, please check the show notes so that way you can find my link to my Instagram so that way I can personally thank you for listening in. And if you have any questions at all on anything financial related that you'd love for me to touch base on in future podcasts, send me a DM, tag me in the post. I cannot wait to hear from you guys and help everybody find their version of financial freedom. I'll catch you next time.